On this episode of The James Quandall Show. They share a lot of personal details, and there's a lot of really good conversation that happens there, and I miss that. So this podcast has really helped me to connect with others. And I was recently asked at um, our bar studio in town why I started the podcast, I guess. And my answer was... So this is a special edition of The James Quandall Show, because back by popular demand is my wife, Emily, and what we're going to talk about today is presence and connection, and that's not presence. I know Christmas was last week, if you're listening to this podcast, and this is about presence between two people, and I wrote something down while I was brainstorming different things for this episode, and one thing I wrote down was if time is our most precious resource, then presence is our most valuable gift. And so that was sort of my thought process for this episode. And we wanted to split this conversation into two parts. One was connecting with others in our community and our friends. And the other was how Emily and I connect with each other and how you can connect with your significant others and the other people that are important to you in your life. And so before we jump into this, Emily, is there, uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> Just fine, thanks. That's good. So you've been pretty busy in the last couple weeks baking a lot of cookies. And I just got to say publicly how good these cookies have tasted. And I'm curious what your favorite or your the cookies you've liked the most this year so far have been my favorite cookies yeah your favorite cookies gingerbreads hands down yeah <laughs> so i have this strange thing that i do with the gingerbreads and i always have to <laughs> bite their heads off that's the first thing i do and emily makes these gingerbread cookies with molasses i don't know if that's standard is that generally what's done and gluten-free flour and they're just delicious and i love them and she also made these peanut butter balls what was i calling them choco balls or did i have choco peanut nut peanut nuts i don't remember they were basically just a chocolate covered spoonful of peanut butter in a ball and it was delicious and so the reason I bring that up is because the reason Emily was cooking so many different cookies this year was because that's one way that we've connected with our friends in our community is by giving a lot of cookies to the people that are important to us. Emily's saying that that's not on the list. So uh, I'm, maybe I should add that to the list. So I guess we'll just go in order. That might be the best way to go. So um, we've got like 12 or 13 things for others. And then we have like 14 things for for couples. And I think that we'll probably add more as we go. Um, but the first one is thank you cards. And this is just a personal favorite of mine. Uh, someone I look up to and I followed for a long time who also wrote two fantastic books, Living with the Monks and Living with the Seals, Jesse Itzler, talked about writing thank you cards every single day for a long time and how much that could help your personal relationships, your business relationships, and help you to just notice things in your life 
uh, of people that are doing things for you and thanking them for them. So that's something that we do kind of a lot of actually is thank you cards. And if someone lets us stay in their house or um, someone brings us a meal, we'll send you a thank you card. Um, when we went to Nashville, a friend of ours got us into this awesome steakhouse that was sort of a private steakhouse. And we sent a thank you card for that. And um, just anytime someone's thoughtful and, and does something for us, we try to think immediately to do a thank you card. But the thing with that is, is, is it's got to be right away. You've already got to have the thank you cards. You already have to have the stamps and you have to do it immediately because if two, three days go by, then it's easy to just think, well, it's too late now. So we'll try to do thank you cards right away. Yep. We keep them in a drawer with our pens and pencils and scissors and all that stuff. We have a whole slew of thank you cards with envelopes and stamps and that way we're just ready to go. And then um, the next one on here is the podcast. And for me, this has been a fantastic way for me to connect with others. Since I left my career in retail, where I was meeting thousands of people a week, I started to feel a little lonely and missing that connection and that the personal relationships that I was building. Because when someone's decking out their kitchen with new appliances or they're buying a computer for their kid going back to school or getting a television for their movie night with their family they share a lot of personal details and there's a lot of really good conversation that happens there and I missed that so this podcast has really helped me to connect with others and I was recently asked at um, our bar studio in town why I started the podcast I guess and my answer was I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot of books and I always have more questions that aren't answered in the podcast and aren't answered in the books. And I thought, what better way to get those answers than to bring the people onto the show? And the amount of friendships that I've gained through this podcast has been astounding. So that one's been really good. So the next one on the list is volunteering at a local thrift store. So every Friday we go to the local thrift store that's actually ran by the church that we attend and we volunteer there for half a day on Friday. Everyone that works there is a volunteer and all of the items are donated and so we get to interact with various members of the community coming in and out of there every week. There's some people that come every single Friday. There's some people that come multiple times a week. There's some people that are just thrifting for fun and then there's people that are thrifting because they have to. So we get to interact with and help and impact a lot of people that walk in and out of those doors. There was a lady last week, was it, that was filling our entire counter with jackets and sweatshirts and hoodies. And it was going to be hundreds of dollars worth of items. And what was she going to do with those items? She takes everything once a year up to the mountains. There's a church up there with a lot of poor people. And she takes everything home, washes it, cleans it, makes it look good as new, and takes it up to all the kids up there who have basically nothing. And this woman does it with her own money. And she does this type of ministry in a lot of other ways as well. And volunteering at this thrift store, we don't exactly know how we're impacting our neighbors. 
always. Like sometimes it's just carrying an item to their car or smiling at them while we're we're cashing them out at the register. And we don't know, but I know that it makes me feel really good because I'm actually getting to interact with our neighbors. And like you said about not really knowing their situation, we don't really know their situation. And um, it's just a really great thing for us. And it's been probably one of my favorite things we started doing this year was this this um this volunteering effort and what else is great about it is it helps me get back some of that retail therapy that i used to have where i love to merchandise and bring people out carry stuff to cars and i missed that from when i left best buy so the next one on our list is dinner parties and this was one that we started a few years ago as a result of our family board meeting and we had a a, a podcast on this before uh, on the show about what the family board meeting is. So we won't go into that here, but we identified that we were sort of in isolation and we weren't seeing that many friends for some reason. And so we said, well, let's just start having one dinner party a month. And we started doing that and it has really helped us a lot. And it's not always a dinner party. Sometimes it's just getting together with neighbors and having a glass of wine and some cheese and olives or whatever that looks like. But, um, and sometimes it's out at a restaurant. Sometimes it's at somebody else's house. Sometimes, I mean, tonight we're going to a friend's house to have a sort of a Christmas dinner with them, but it's just making it a point to schedule something on our calendar, to do something with friends, neighbors, etc. It's so easy for us to just go months and months and months and not do it unless we were to put it on our calendar. And I think that's a theme with a lot of the things on both of these lists, connecting with others and also connecting with each other, is scheduling it. Because it's so much easier for us just to sit on the couch and watch another Netflix show instead of going having friends over for dinner and having to clean the house and having to cook and and entertain and, and stay up later than we want to. But if we put it on our calendar and we actually do it, we feel so much joy from it and so much power from that that connection with others. And sometimes they're spur of the moment. Like we have some friends that we've walked past their house and they invite us in and we just have a cup of tea. And it's that's the fun of it sometimes is the spontaneity. But also scheduling it is the only way it's really going to happen. Yeah, that's a great point. And so... The next one on the list is sort of one of my specialties, and it's just reaching out to others through text messages and phone calls or emails whenever I'm thinking of them. And you probably have this happen a lot where you just think about a friend you haven't talked to in a while, and you just smile, and then you kind of go about your day. And I did that for a really long time, and now I created a habit of whenever that happens, I think of it as a a signal that I need to get back in touch with that person. So I'll send them a brief note and just say, hey, I was just thinking of you. Hope you're having a great day. Or yesterday I was driving home and had an extra 20 minutes and I was thinking of a friend. So I just called him and we had a fantastic, I think, 40 minute conversation. I had 20 minutes, ended up being a 40 minute conversation. But just reaching out when you feel compelled to, it can really make a big difference and it has always lifted my spirits personally and I also don't know what the folks I'm thinking of are going through personally and maybe they are feeling a little bit lonely maybe they are needing some encouragement maybe they 
are missing some connection in some way. So I've just really leaned into kind of following up with that whenever necessary. And that leads into the next one on the list, which is introducing friends. I think this is another one. And if you have a mindset of abundance, then introducing your friends to each other and to other people that need to meet and in my sense, it's lot, it's introducing a lot of entrepreneurs to other entrepreneurs. It gives me so much joy and it helps to grow my connection and my network and my friendship in ways that I just can't quantify. And so that is something I'm trying to do cognitively every single week, introduce at least one person to another person in my network. And like I said, it, the rewards of doing that are hard to measure, but it just makes it so much I, I really can't describe why I like doing it so much. I just think that if I meet someone and they need help with something and I know someone who can help with that, why not make the introduction? Do you have any thoughts on that? Like you've seen me do this for a long time now. I mean, I think it's just a gift of yours. When you meet somebody, you instantly think, who would this person connect with and who can I introduce them to? That's kind of... I feel like I don't know what's going on in your head all the time, but I feel like that's sort of what goes through your head. As soon as you meet somebody, it's like, okay, who who would they get along with? Who can help them? Who can relate to them? And you always end up making the introduction. It makes me so proud when I see two strangers that I introduced then having a relationship of their own and working together or having a friendship or going on a trip together it's it's just great because really if time is our most precious resource and presence is our most valuable gift then introducing our friends to our other friends or our business partners to other business partners can do nothing but good in that way so the next one on our list is shared hobbies and i think this is a fantastic way to make friends and to have deep connection is through meaningful hobbies and emily i think does more of this than i do um, I have the chess club that I, I meet with twice a month in my town and it's just a group of friends. We meet down in the park. We put some signs in the grass that say, Hey, all are welcome to play. We set up some tables and some chess boards and we just play for, you know, two, three hours and all sorts of people come up and it's just nice because it's our thing. We all love chess. We all up to talk about chess. We like to talk about the, the the world championships that's happening. And it's just really nice to be able to hang out with like-minded people with activities. And I think by shared hobbies, he actually means group hobbies, like things you do with other people, not things we do with each other. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to yoga twice a week and have met some very nice people in yoga that I probably would never have met any other place. Um, and same sort of thing. We like to do yoga. We like to unwind. We like to meditate and just have some peaceful time to ourselves. Um, and then the other thing that I do is I'm in the junior service league. So that's a group of women that come together and we do service projects for the community. So that's kind of twofold because I get to meet other people in the community and then I also get to help the community and serve the community at the same time. 
so the next one on the list is having a prayer list. And I have a note on my phone that has a daily box. It's just a it's just a regular note and it says daily, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the whole week. And then under each day, there's a different group of people or persons that are assigned to that day. And then when I hear of someone going through something, I add them to the designated day. So for example, Sunday, I, I pray for Emily and our relationship. Mondays, I pray for my immediate family. Tuesdays, my extended family. Wednesday is neighbors, community, and my church. Thursday is coworkers, work acquaintances, business partners. Friday is political leaders and armed forces. And Saturday is friends. And then I add people to these different days as there's prayer requests or needs. And that way, each day I can easily pull this out and I don't have to think about it. And it kind of becomes an, an easy thing to remember because it's so easy to just be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pray for you. And maybe you pray for that person one time. But if you don't have a process to continually pray for them, it's difficult to remember them when everything else that's going on. And so that's really helped me. The next one is just church life as a whole. I think it's another great place to make friends and to meet people and to have connection as a church community. And for us, it's just a small church in our neighborhood. And it's all people mostly that live right around us. So when we're worship worshiping, we're worshiping with people that will walk past and see them walking their dogs or meet with them in the tennis courts or down at the pool. And it's just really nice to be able to worship with people that we actually live with. So the next one is just being present, putting away your phone or putting your phone on airplane mode or leaving your phone behind and actually being there. And this is like a pet peeve of mine. I, when I'm out in public, I make an extra point of not just sitting on a chair, staring at my phone. I try to stand and I try to make eye contact with people when they walk into a, a place of business while I'm waiting for our car to get worked on. And I try to say hello and, and, and ask them about themselves. And I try to make connection in that way because it's so easy to just withdraw and just go into our phone and ignore what's going on around us. But we never know, like I said at the thrift store, we never know what the people around us need. And we don't always know what we need, but definitely more connection and presence can help with that. And um, sometimes we miss great photos because we uh, don't have our phones. Like just a couple of weeks ago, we were down at the river in our neighborhood watching the sunset and dolphins came up the river and they were beautiful. And there, the sunset was in the background. The water was really calm. It was like a scene out of the notebook, maybe better, but we didn't have our phones, so I couldn't take a picture and that's okay. Like, I don't really care about that because Emily and I enjoyed it ourselves and we're here now remembering it without having to have a photo. And it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm going to bring my phone just to make sure I can take a picture if it ever happens. But what ends up happening is what's, what was the score of the game? Let me look it up. Or what was that? How do you spell that place? Let me look it up on my phone. Like it's so there's so many things that are pulling us back into our phones if they're with us that you have to like make a cog like a very uh, strong effort to to not do it. So the next one, I didn't see that you circled that one. <laughs> Did you circle that one? Okay. 
Oh, family photos. Okay. So yeah, this one, this one's really neat that we, we started doing more recently and um, we don't live near our family necessarily. And so we started filling our house with photos of our family and our friends. Yeah, so initially it started with just some random frames around the house with pictures, and then I got this bright idea to make a photo collage. So I, with the help of our local thrift thrift store, got a bunch of frames for like $2. And I printed off pictures, all different sizes of James's family, my family, friends, and we haven't hung it up yet, but we are going to hang it on the wall that's in our living room so we can look at it every time we walk past it. And that will help us remember our family who aren't with us and we don't see all the time, but we at least have photos. And it's mostly all photos of something that we were a part of, like our surprise wedding shower. We took a big family photo. And um, so we try to incorporate our family even though they're not here with us all the time and emily also does a really good job of making scrapbooks and photo albums too and so she makes these books that have all of our big activities for the year and it includes a lot of pictures of friends and a lot a lot of friend, um, family and and things like that but for us it's about the habit of actually revisiting these items so we pull out these books quite frequently and flip through them if family comes into town we pull out these books and we flip through them and um, i was just looking at our wedding album i think last week just felt like doing it and having the pictures all around the house on the walls it just makes us feel like we're not here alone and it helps us to remember that these people love us and that we love them and it's just so such an easy thing to do and you can start by just printing out four by sixes at Walgreens. You can print like a hundred of them for like $10. Sometimes it's like, doesn't cost very much. And then you can just put them on your refrigerator. You can put them on the bathroom mirror. You can put them on your nightstand. You don't even need frames. But if you want frames, go to a thrift store and you can get frames for like 50 cents that are real wood and are amazing. You don't have to go to Hobby Lobby or Michael's or Target to get a frame. You can go to a thrift store and get them for almost nothing. And so that kind of wraps up connecting with others and um, any other thoughts with that before we move on to part two? No, the only thing I will say is Walgreens and I'm sure other photo printing places too, but Walgreens always has sales on photos so you can get prints for really cheap. So if they don't have a sale, wait until they do. And and this episode is not sponsored by Walgreens. But we do get all of our photos printed there. And it's so much better than maintaining a photo printer at home because they never have ink when you need them to. But Walgreens always has ink. So thank you, Walgreens, for sponsoring this episode of the James Quandall Show. The um, last thing that I just thought of with connecting with others, it relating to food, because a lot of times food is what drives our connection, is just making food for people that you know that are going through something hard or they're not feeling well and um, it can be a simple soup it can be a casserole it can be something you just throw together but um, it's something we want to get better at doing and we've only done it a few times but I just know how much food means to me and if you're going through something giving food to someone else 
that it, it really could do a lot for them. And if you're not a chef and you don't enjoy cooking, you can always get a gift card to a restaurant or there's some places that will make pre-made lasagna or some kind of casserole that you can buy and they can just stick it in the oven. So don't let that deter you if you're not a good cook. All right. So thanks for listening to part one of time is our most precious resource and connection and presence is our most valuable gift. In the next part, we will be discussing some of the ways that you can connect with someone special to you and someone important in your life. So stay tuned for that episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of The James Quandall Show. The show notes for this episode and other goodies can be found at quandall.com. Are you enjoying the show? If you are, please subscribe and leave a review. I may end up reading your review live on the next episode. Subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends about the show is the best way to support me and help the show grow. See you next time.